Hi, Julie. Hey, Christine. How are you? I'm really good. You sound like, like really sultry. Oh, I, like okay. Breathy. Oh, now you don't. Now you don't. It oh. was just your first hello. Sounded like. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. It's, I know it's awkward. It's very Marilyn Monroe-ish for a minute. Oh, you know, because I'm just, I'm the blonde bombshell. No, Glad I'm like the girl. furthest thing from a blonde bombshell. <laughs> um, I've been cutting my own hair lately, so that's what's been happening in my glamour world. Like the like oh. the back. I've been <laughs> taking a scissors to the back of my head. <laughs> How on earth? Like the your net your nape, like your neckline or Yeah, because it grows into a mullet. Okay. So I like the top and the front to be a little bit long, but the back likes to grow like down down, like I look like I have a mullet. And right. I don't have a salon to go to right now because my daughter cuts my hair, but only when she comes over. And sometimes when she comes over, like she doesn't want to because we're just doing something fun and she lives kind of far away. Yeah. And so like Dana will be like, honey, did you give yourself a haircut this morning? Because there's like <laughs> black hair. Like anyway, so I have no glamour. Like I have a mullet that I'm oh my gosh and am I looking in a mirror like one of those mirror a second mirror to help you see the back of your head no no I'm not <gasps> I'm just grabbing like clumps of hair and cutting them so that it feels oh my shorter. gosh it's terrible I I'm sure I look absolutely like total shit at least from the back maybe from the front I'm okay I don't know I don't Probably go anywhere or see anybody yeah I was gonna say you don't go anywhere so I mean I don't you know I work from it's home a good but... thing you work from home yeah that's hilarious i feel I like have plans tomorrow oh sorry <gasps> oh being nice but i think deep down they're like your hair is really long like cringy but i love it no i said I it last time i saw you and i didn't i didn't mean it cringy i don't think anybody means it cringy at all i think i just like i'm like i don't know why i would feel that way because i i mean like my hair is like my best I mean, uh, in <laughs> like my the right quality. now it is a beautiful quality. Like in the right outfit, it could kind of make you look a little bit like a sister wife. Like you're one of many wives going home to your husband. Yeah. And when I wear long skirts, I I definitely am like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in a sect. I'm part of it. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while I could see you looking secty, not sexy, yeah. secty. Sexy, exactly, exactly. Sexy, and I think that's where when people say that the comment with the cringe, it's because I'm in a sexy vibe. Yeah, I'm giving, giving it off. That. But I think you, yeah, you also give sexy vibes too. Like it's not oh, we're not all is not lost on us. I can we're be so... sex, sexy and sexy. Okay, we're getting sidetracked. Okay, you're you have plans tomorrow. Continue. Oh, um, we're going to see a guy by the name of Trey Crowder. Trey, if you're listening, and hey. I know you are, can't wait to see you tomorrow. <laughs> Trey Crowder Fun. is a comedian. He's like the redneck liberal is kind of how he got his start. Like he would do these um, Instagram videos where he would just be hilarious with his really deeply Southern accent. And um, <laughs> so he's coming to the Blue Note. Sponsor us. Um, the Blue Note is a music venue here in Columbia. It's actually quite famous right it is actually pretty famous mm -hmm. yeah like really big people have played there anyway so i'm gonna go see trey tomorrow um hopefully 
he'll become one of my Instagram followers and then we'll become friends and then he'll talk about the podcast and we'll be famous. I don't know. My, my mullet haircut may keep me, he might not, you know, might put me, might put me in a category he's not into, you know? Well, he is a red, didn't you say he was like a redneck liberal? He might be into the mullets. Oh, actually you're right. I just want to real quick, just tell our melomaniacs something they may have forgotten about. What have they forgotten? When you go on to Spotify, Apple, Google podcasts, audacity, did you know we're on Audacity? Is it called Audacity? Did I make that up? Oh, I thought it Audacity. <laughs> Wait, Audacity is like you. Ha- how dare you? You have the audacity just to use the wrong word. Isn't that what Audacity means? Do you know I, I have a I ha- I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die because I just had some sort of mental. My brain. I mean, audible. <laughs> wow. Okay. What in the world? We're gonna have fun today. I listened to <laughs> I listened to podcast on Wondery. Mm, mm-hmm. We're not on Wondery, so I wonder if I joined Audible and Wondery and said, "Okay, we're on Audacity." Okay. Oh, I have the audacity to tell you to go to all those platforms and listen to us and give us five stars and write a rating. Just say, "I love these two; they're amazing." That's all I gotta exactly. do. And y'all, I can't believe y'all have the audacity to listen and not rate us. So get with it, people. Y'all are rude. Yeah, that's audacious. Takes that is audacity. audacious. Aud- takes a lot of balls. <clears throat> Although sure does. I don't like applying the, uh, I don't like using a masculine body part to describe gumption. By saying you have balls. So I'm sorry I just did yeah. that. It's kind of like using a feminine body part to say that you're weak when people say, don't be such a pussy. And I, I need to admit that I say both of those things. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually okay. I'll say it about myself. I'm like, God, I'm sorry. I'm being such a pussy. Like if I'm like right. being overly emotional, like feel embarrassed. I go, God, I'm such a pussy. I don't ever you say do, do that a lot. People. That's true. That's true. You, you do do that a lot. You need to, and I'm going to, paid more attention you need to check you when you do that that's a no and you stop that yeah, and i also know. say this guy had the balls no <laughs> he had the audible okay he had the he had audible the- dasty exactly <laughs> whatever i don't know this is a podcast we talk about songs we talk about the lyrics of those songs we talk about what those lyrics mean what they mean to us what they mean to other people what they really mean it is julia's turn to have a song what mm-hmm. is your song? So my song, okay, so there's a couple ways we could do this. I could tell you what the song is, and then we can dive in. Or I c- can play the first couple seconds of the song, and you can try to guess it, and then we'll go from there. But regardless of what we decide, what you want to do, I definitely have to play the first couple seconds of it because they're very much bathroom on the right. It's a bathroom on the right. So what do you want to do? Do you want to guess it, or do you want me to tell well, you? you- I, I want to guess it, but I want to preface this by saying that my brain is in a place where I called audible audacity. So that's why this one's I have a cold. Fun. Yeah, I have a little bit of a cold. I have the kind of cold where like you cough and like a bunch of green mucusy stuff Ooh. comes out of your throat. 
Oh. I don't have any drainage. My nose isn't running. I just, just cough. In your throat. Like... Yeah, it's weird. Oh. Okay. Um, so that's my excuse if I don't know the song. Okay. I want to hear at the beginning okay. of the song. This is a Peter Gabriel song. It's Dreams Without Frontiers, I think is the name. Or Games Without Frontiers. Games, number one. Uh huh. Peter Gabriel, top 10 favorites. Oh, number two. So good. Love this song. Number three, the very first couple words. I'm going to tell you what I think he's saying. You tell me what you think he's saying. We're both wrong. And then he just talks about all these different kids. And I'm dying to know why. <laughs> You know what it's so good. Hell? I'm so glad. Yes. 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 He's like, um, George plays with Henry. Violet plays with Mary. Like, that's the song. What? Uh-huh. This is a perfect. What did they mean by that? Perfect. Right? I didn't know. I mean, I can't wait to dive First into these line. lyrics. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm going to die. I didn't realize they were. I was like, I really wanted they really wanted to do a Peter Gabriel song. I was going to do Salisbury lane salisbury point hill Hill. but i was like no anyway i was and then the the, i went into lyrics i'm like what the hell is that first sentence when i read the lyrics and then i was like blown away by how wrong i was tell me should you tell me what you think it is or should or do you want to read it first how do you because i want to tell you what i've always sang it to be and i know it's wrong and i want you to tell me but should we do that now or yeah i want you to tell me what you think it is and i'm pretty sure it's what i and everyone else thinks it is it's definitely wrong though oh no what do you think it's this i think it's she's so comfortable oh comfortable okay (laughs) i love it it's not comfortable. I always thought it was she's so popular. Oh, popular makes a hell of a lot more sense. She's so popular. I mean, there's no, oh, I mean, that, when you listen to that. Ooh, that sounds right. It's so wrong. I cannot wait to tell you what it is. Okay. I'm, you're, I mean, mine does not even sound right. Yours sounds much better. No, but, it's pretty okay. close. Popular, comfortable. It's pretty much, it's very close. <sighs> So I'm going to tell you what the first line is. We're both going to react. And then I'm going to read the rest of the lyrics. Are you ready? Okay. 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 Yes. Je frontier. Shut your mouth. Okay. It is sing it the way he. Sing it. I tried. Don't shut your mouth. Wait. Open your mouth and sing it the way he says it. Okay. Je, maybe. Maybe je, do this. Zon frontier. Oh, that was. Oh, that was sexy too. It's French, right? Yes, it's French. Je frontier. So, like, does it mean the big frontier? The it's long games frontier? without frontiers in French. It's actually games without frontiers in French. Mm-hmm. Okay, frontier. Would yeah. you play the for, the beginning again for our melomaniacs and see how they can think that it would. Now that you know it, you can't hear it any. You don't hear she's so popular, she's so comfortable. You kind of can you hear it? Do you hear it now? 
no, it's going to take me like 35 more lessons before I can yeah. accept this. Je okay, so Peter Gabriel thinks it's cool with the title of the song sang in French. I got to just tell you right now, I think that's lame. Oh, okay. There's a reason why he did that, though. But it is it, w- without context. It's like, come on, dude. What's the point? Like, that's just confusing and annoying. And it's but yeah, it is kind of lame. But when you get the context, it's not so lame. Okay, I'm going to shut up now. Go. Okay. Before we continue, since we're on the Gevrantaire real quick, do you know who sings that ga- back backing vocals? Who sings that part of the song? Oh, I don't know. Kate Bush. Yes. Oh! Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. I was going to give you a hint. She's the only artist we've done more than one song on. She is. She okay. is. We love us from Kate Bush. Yep. We love her. We love Peter Gabriel good, too. Good. So the be- okay, I'm gonna. The- that's actually not the first words of the song. The first words of the song are a one two, a one two four. Okay, Peter Gabriel. Can before you he says Le Grand Frontier. Mm-hmm. A one two, huh. a one two four. Je en frontier. Hans plays with Lottie. Lottie plays with Jane. Jane plays with Willie. Willie is happy again. Suki plays with Leo. Sasha plays with Brit. Adolf builds a bonfire and Rico plays with it. Whistling tunes. We hide in the t- dunes by the seaside. Whistling tunes. We're kissing baboons in the jungle. It's a knockout. If looks could kill, they probably will. In games without frontiers, war without tears. If looks could kill, they probably will. And then Gizon Frontiers repeated. Andre has a red flag. Chang Ching's is blue. They all have hills to fly them on, except Lin Tai Yu. Dressing up in costumes, playing silly games, hiding out, hiding out in treetops, shouting out rude names. This is a huge one I always thought wrong. Whistling tunes, we hide in the dunes by the seaside. Yeah, whistling looks- tunes, we hide in the dunes by the seaside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. I knew that. And I think that's beautiful. Okay, go ahead. It is a beautiful line. And then um, whistling tunes, we piss on the goons in the jungle. It's a knockout. And then repeating of Jezon Frontier quite a few times. Yep. Yep. That's, that's how you remember it, huh? That's about how I remember it. I mean, I'm listening to it being spoken. I am t- taking it apart a little bit more in my mind. But yes. This is a really hard song. I could listen to this song over and over and over and over again, and I would still be like, Henry and June or Lolly yeah. and Andre. Like, you know, you're not, it's like you can't, it's hard to remember. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't like easily flow. You're like, who? Who's that? I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know who you're talking about, but I know the refrain and I know um, the jungle and the knockout. Okay. Okay. So, Melomaniacs, if you don't know this song, you're probably like, what? what's... They're probably like, I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah. But if you knew the song, you would enjoy it. Do we want, Let's talk about Peter Gabriel real quick. Do it. All I have to say is Peter Gabriel for president. Like, he is, like, the most humanitarian, like, Nobel Peace Prize winning genius man he does so many mm-hmm. great things for the world. He is just unreal. He's like buddy up, best friends with Nelson Mandela. He used to be in the band Genesis. He was the original lead singer of Genesis. 
mm-hmm. who we also have covered another member of Genesis, Bill Collins. So in 2008, Time Magazine actually voted Peter Gabriel one of the 100 most influential influential people in the world because of what he's done humanitarian-wise. Like, he's just up there wow. in the amazingness, aside from his wonderful music. Mm-hmm. So the song was released in 1980 on his self-titled solo album, what the song is about. So it's basically to sum it all up. Wait, I thought. Common... Wait, 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 wait. What? What did I mean? Can what I tell you what I think it's about first? Oh, I saw. We I skipped ahead. Yes, give me the. <laughs> you give jumped, me the Christmas. You jumped the. God, okay, um. I'm sorry. I thought we were. Lo- I thought I was. Losing no, no, no. It's fine. Um. So before you tell us, I. I am aware of some of Peter Gabriel's, you know, humanitarian efforts. And when I think of him, I think of environmental causes and anti-war causes. So when you were reading the words, I was like, I feel like this is about war. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I'm wearing costumes, playing silly games. Like he's kind of like mocking how ridiculous it is that we fight each other. I mean, he comes out and talks about somebody having this color flag and that color flag mm-hmm. whistling tunes we hide in the dunes by the seaside i mean that's like being ambushed on d-day or something is what that makes me think of i mean mm-hmm. whistling tunes it's almost like he's like i mean whistling tunes sounds happy but when you're in an army you're like you do like those chants and those like things that you say when you're marching or you mm-hmm. might some you might like sing or to your leader or whatever so i feel like the whistling yeah could still be army yeah ish okay that's true yeah yeah yeah. i hadn't thought about it that way yeah but the references to the jungle made me think about the environment more Mm. Mm -hmm. i'm not getting anything from any of those names yes and you won't except for some okay the second verse the first verse lottie and sookie those and Jane and stuff. He's he's come right out and said those people don't mean anything. And we'll we'll dive into okay. that. So yeah, you're okay. pretty much you're pretty you're pretty much right. It's a commentary on war and international affairs being like childish games. Not just literal so then it's like it's it's kind of like a metaphor. Like it's like these games that the we play. Like we're fighting and we're fighting like children. But then it's also about Olympics. And how in the Olympics, they kind of fight, like the games are like kind of childish and it's countries, <gasps> right? Without front games, without oh. frontiers. And they're fighting and they're playing these really silly games for what it's. So it's kind of like war is like ch- we're fighting like kids, but then Olympics is like a metaphor for that because we're fighting like children. Like we're playing these really stupid games. Ooh. Yes. So it's also about an actual show called Squid Game. Squid Game. (laughs) No, this is way before Squid Game. Oh my god! So it was a show called Just Sweet, Just Swa, whatever Frontiers. It was a show, and it was it was aired in um, European countries. So it had teams representing different countries and cities would compete in games of skill while dressed up in really elaborate costumes. So wow, there was an actual game on on in Europe on European television 
but it was so it was, it was kind of like the Olympics on steroids and they were doing really silly games and they were, you know, they had really elaborate, elaborate costumes. So he was inspired by the show and how it was like not really the war and not really the Olympics, but then how it's almost like re- reality really is like childish, like this fucking show. It's like silly. And Ooh. the British version was called It's a Knockout. And he says that in the mm-hmm. song. Okay. Like, whistling yeah. tunes in the season it's a knockout so they had a european version and then the the children's version or the british version called it's a knockout he got the inspiration from this television show so it's like we nobody i mean everybody says war is bad right oh war is terrible of course it is. we all say that um mm-hmm. but at any given moment in the history of the history of the history of everything there's a war going on someplace mm-hmm. and we say that's so terrible, but then every four years we get together for this worldwide game, mm-hmm. which, you know, the Olympics goes back to its roots of like these people would get together and kill each other. I mean, the Coliseum wasn't where people right. just went to, you know, run around a track. They like fed each other to the lions and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So like the Olympics like started with really cutthroat violence but then we put all this yeah. pomp and circumstance around the Olympics. Oh, we're so inspired. Yay. The whole world is coming together. But you're still coming together to beat to other compete. countries. Right. To fight. So what is yeah. like international solidarity? Are we capable mm-hmm. of international solidarity? Or are, will we always be like, I am America. You are Canada. Well, everybody loves Canada. That's a bad example. I am America. (laughs) You are Russia. Right. Like, we fight you. We play games against you. At what point do we ever feel we have anything in common with Russia? Right. Yeah, that's probably never. Well, you know what? I wonder what Peter Gabriel would say about the absolute silliness that was the balloon flying over the country that had to be popped off the coast of North Carolina. I mean, I know that's silly. Like if you believe that there was something dangerous in that, or if you believe it was totally harmless, there's something really silly about it. You're watching the news. And Mm -hmm. I mean, like if I hear the word balloon one more time, I'm just, I'm like throwing my TV out the window. Like really we're talking about a balloon. It seemed silly. It did seem silly. It seems it really, did. really Like, even if it's mm-hmm. serious, I, I don't know what it is. I'm not making an opinion. I do think it's interesting that since that time, we've shot down two other things. Okay? Like, yes. like what the heck is going on? That yes. seems silly, too. We're like, are we all in, you know, this, yeah. what do you call it? The Matrix? Like, like correct. are we all oh, yeah. in this artificial? But they're like, this will be funny. Let's let's let them shoot three things down in three days and see what it does to their conspiracy theorists theorists out there. I mean, right. it's silly. It's totally silly. And I that's exactly right. And it's it's almost like if you don't look at it as it being silly, you can kind of look at it as being kind of scary. Well, since we don't know what it is, we also don't know what it's not because somebody asked if it has anything to do with a ufo <laughs> so he's like well since we That's... don't know what it is we don't know what it's not so we can't rule that out so then it's like what <laughs> it could be a you like what it just starts a whole thing so yeah it becomes like we're you all know, just, like, it... costumes and we're running around like ah! 
song with our chicken chick, like chicken dudes while we had in the dunes in the seaside. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that right there is some deep shit. We don't know what it is, so we don't know what it's not. Right? Like, I feel like that's real. I mean, I feel high right now. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I just feel like I was just hit with like the deepest thought anybody's ever told me. We don't know. We don't know what it is, but we don't know what it's not. And I feel like you need to hold on while I pick my brain matter up off the floor. Okay, go ahead. I'll give you a minute. <laughs> Why is that so much? That's so much. Okay. Like <laughs> Melomaniacs, we are on top of our game today. <laughs> okay i think you're gonna talk about now specific names of people in the song yeah that's next you are absolutely right so okay peter gabriel has said it seems to have several layers to it i just began playing in a somewhat light-hearted fashion hans and lottie so it looked like on the surface are just kids the names themselves are meaningless but they do have a certain association with them so it's almost like the kids activity room underneath that you have a TV program and the sort of nationalism, territorialism, competitiveness that underlines all that assembly of jolly people. That's what he oh, said. Okay. That's kind of what he was referring to in the first verse. Like that's kind of right. how he was like, these people don't really have much merit. Although Adolf and Enrico. So Adolf is the obvious we know yeah. that name adolf hitler yeah i meant to say that that jumped out at me yeah yes adolf builds a fire and rico plays with it okay so we know that adolf builds a fire by starting war and he's we don't have to go into detail about who he is but enrico could be enrico fermi or fermi he's the italian physicist that that and the creator of the world's first nuclear reactor he has been called the ar architect of the atom bomb. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Totally. And he plays so Adolf, the fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Adolf builds it and Enrico plays with it. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Right. And then so the when they break down the when he breaks down the line about the flags and, you know, Andre has a red flag. Chi Chang is blue. They all have hills to fly them on except Lin Tai Yu. There's some figures there that might get confusing so andre would refer to andre malraus the french statesman and the author of man's fate about the 1920s communism regime in shanghai okay i think it's we've had this conversation about regime regimen regime did i say it you, wrong what did i say you said regime yeah i know because i think the word after regime was something with an n and i got it was kind of like one of those like tongue tr yeah regime you know in shanghai that's a hard sentence that is and i don't have any idea what you just said basically i'm gonna try to sum this up the best way i can okay because i don't really understand it either lin tai yu was somebody who basically died in captivity okay he dies in exile, so he has no he has no place to fly his flag. So it's kind of a, that that those two lines kind of take a take a, a deep dive into some history. Okay, so he's talking about some real players there in mm -hmm. in communist um, China and Korea going on. Yeah, interesting. Okay, mm -hmm. so I think that's pretty much the only two lines that have like direct references to like people who we do both know, and the Adolf builds a fire line as well, and then. After that, it's dressing up in costumes, playing silly games, hiding out in treetops, shouting out rude names, which is 
what kids do. We hide out in treetops and we're like calling each other like booger liquor and you know silly Ooh, names. That was, that's the one you went with. That's the example you wanted to give is booger yeah, liquor. Yeah, I think it's booger the first liquor. <laughs> you know, I've never heard you say that. That's really, I don't think that's I've ever said first it option. No, I They're, like it. I like oh, it. That's you're a booger you liquor. It's just surprising. <laughs> But that's what you went with. What yes. do you uh, What do you think about if looks could kill, they probably will. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. And I have a question. It, when it says in games without frontiers, war without tears. So is he saying in games without frontiers? Is he saying that there's no there's war without tears? Oh, if looks could kill, maybe that that means because he's referencing these games where they dress up in really silly costumes. So. If looks could kill, they would definitely kill because they look like idiots in these costumes. I don't know why he's saying war without tears. If looks could kill, they probably will in games without frontiers. You know, like looks with the um, looks could kill could be like posturing, like Cold War stuff. Like you mm. are presenting and being like really performative or wearing this costume or being like, I'm this really big badass. But in mm -hmm. the Cold War, it was a cold war because there wasn't actually any real fighting. It was just this tension. So mm. maybe it's like posturing and looking like you're ready to fight, but there really is no fighting in a cold in the, during the cold war. And maybe mm. that's why there's no tears. I don't know, Peter, oh. that I don't feel confident about that. I feel like, it, but I, I just... think it goes back to the literal reference that he's making because he says in games without frontiers, is he talking about in this show games without frontiers, just while frontier is yeah yeah you know like when he says in games without frontiers games without frontiers is not capitalized or anything so it's, is he referencing the show or is he using games without frontiers as a metaphor yeah maybe both like in the game the game on tv they dress up and they don't really kill each other it's like they do like really weird like competition things like silly you know kind of like not quite the olympics like where they're actually like you know stamina but they have to like race a kangaroo down the the road or something like that like really silly like survivor game. kind of stuff i mean maybe maybe this is before survivor but there's so many shows out there like that now yeah it's almost like um i don't know it's almost like a cart like you know tom and jerry mixed with like I don't know, a competitive show, because they're doing really silly com competition things. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Like they're not, it's not like they're like, who can, you know, win this race? It's of such and such. It's more like. It's who's... like if, um, it's like if the Olympics mixed with the Roman Empire and the Colosseum, and then you add to it Nickelodeon. Yes. Yes. It's like those Nickelodeon. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah so like it's you like get slimed if you slimed, jump in mm -hmm. like you're in a moat. And you're dressed up in a really crazy costume and you have to like, you know, skydive into this pit of slime and make it out alive. Like totally outlandish stuff. So maybe he's saying like both of these things are equally outlandish, like mm -hmm. silly games, stuff on TV, the Olympics. Hey, I have a novel idea. Isn't that equally ridiculous? Or isn't real war equally ridiculous, guys? Yeah. Why can't we all just get along? Yeah, why can't we all just get along? Exactly. 
Like, why well, does it have to be so hard? Peter Gabriel, you know what he could have done? He could have been like, hey, Kate Bush, can you come over to my house and record something? I want to record a song about everybody getting along. And she she could have been like, oh, yeah, sure. And it could have started out with, kumbaya, ha, ha. <laughs> and that could have been it. That would have been so good. That would have been way better. I have I have a couple more things really quick before we end, but okay. about the the video. Mm, okay, I don't know. Really it. quick. So um, there's two versions. One in which there's children gathered around like a dining table, and then there's flashes of these Olympic games. And then the later version, it has scenes from the 1951 educational film Duck and Cover. Which I did watch, and it was really strange. It's basically the beginning has a character called Bert the Turtle. He's like this fictional turtle cartoon. He teaches children to literally duck and cover in the event of a nuclear attack. Yes. So they're they so, yeah, communism, communism. Mm -hmm. So they show children in a classroom, black and white, while a teacher tells them about the atomic bomb and what it looks like when it happens. Like they're basically like. When you see a flash of light, if there's no warning sign, this is what you do. If there is a warning sign, this is what you do. Or warning sim like sound. It's actually, it was really kind of, I don't know, kind of creepy. Like if I was a kid and I was watching that, I would be freaked out about this guy talking about duck and cover. It's scary. Maybe. And I'm so wrong, it was but... like an educational thing they would show to kids at school. And yeah. Kind of like the fire the drill and the tornado drill. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, what's heartbreaking about that is, you know, that never happened, nuclear war, and I'm going to knock 5,000 times on this table. Um, the likelihood of that happening is very slim. But now children are having to watch active shooter videos. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, which is really fucking real. Yeah. I wonder if like every generation had this fear and the fear really was maybe a little bit extorted, a little bit distorted, a little bit exaggerated, mm -hmm. um, maybe a little bit unrealistic. And now, because how, how, how much in your life did you go thinking, oh my God, if a tornado comes, do I open or close the windows? I don't remember which it is. Mm, yes. If there's an earthquake, do I, yeah. And in a tornado, do I go in the bathroom? Earthquake, do I go in the basement or the bathroom? Like, yeah. Do I open and close? Yes, absolutely. When you live in the middle of, when you live in the Midwest, fire, I think is closed. So air can't get to it. Tornado, I think is open. You would do a drill where you would go and open the window and then go into the hallway, get on your hands and knees and put your hands over your head. That was for mm -hmm. a tornado. Go in the basement, but if you couldn't go in the basement, you go. Yes. Ahead. Right. Inner wall, we went inner in the hallway, room. like an inner, so you're not mm -hmm. by the windows or whatever. So I was always afraid that I would do the wrong thing. Like I would close or open because I would get yeah. confused and I would either burn alive or I would become like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz and I would like land someplace with the entire school on top of me. The fact is none of that shit ever. I don't think we ever had a real anything. Mm-mm. But now we have stuff that is very it's becoming almost like by the time, you know, like with the media, when they cover something tragic, by the time like it's kind of like old news, quote unquote, there's a new one to cover it. 
So it's not like it's old news because it happened a couple weeks ago. It's old news because there's another one that is surpassed. Oh my gosh, girl. I thought of that this morning. Yeah. My morning routine. I drink coffee. I go to CNN on my phone. Okay. I read all my CNN headlines. There was, and I just do like the top news. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not one of the top news today was about that school shooting in Michigan. Because it was about the one yesterday in El Paso. Yes. The one thing I have noticed that it has stayed in the news probably the longest I've seen, which it should be, is the Turkey earthquake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It went from, like, 2,000 dead to 8,000 dead to 20,000 dead in, like, five days. Yeah. It's so funny you're talking about this because you know what else I was thinking about? I was thinking today, uh, and it's because of uh, a song, maybe. Anyway, I won't do all the background. Anyway, today I was thinking about how um, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Mm-hmm. And I feel like nobody's really talking about it already. I, I feel like it's already like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't get abortions anymore. And uh, it's always been this way. What? What's up? Do you feel that? I do. I think it was because there was a conversation that I was having. It was probably with you about something. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. What, you know, it was situational. And you were like, no, that's not an option. I was like, oh, shit, you're right. Oh my God, you're right. It's not an option. Roe v. You know, like there's. I know. I feel like I'm just like I feel just now. Am I like campaigning or protesting at the Capitol? No, I'm not. Okay, so I take responsibility for not doing anything active right now about this issue. Mm -hmm. But it's just really struck me yesterday or today that I was like, why is this not on? Every single thing I look at in my world or here, mm-hmm. like on my radio, on my Facebook, on my Instagram, on my CNN, on my podcasts, it feels like, oh, well, that just happened. I think there's, I think there's a couple of reasons. One is there's just been so many other things that have been happening and on our radar and maybe those are intentional. Maybe they're not, not like the intentional things are happening, but like. It's like, this is really important, but, you know, the algorithm of news gets flushed out and, you know, it's forcing other things so you cannot think about that thing. No, I mean, I think this is the, um, I think this is the human condition of our time is Mm -hmm. constant information overload. Mm -hmm. And I think that we had, there was a time in our life where it wasn't that way. There's kids that won't remember it not being that way. But for us, it's like, we know what it's like to not always know everything. Mm -hmm. We know that ignorance can be bliss. Yes. But it's impossible to be ignorant because you just have it in your hand. You literally Mm -hmm. have in that palm of your hand, everything you'd ever want to know about anything you'd ever want to know. Anytime you ever wanted to know it, wherever you wanted to know it. That's dangerous. It's just like the 1975 song, Modernity Has Failed Us. Like, it's incredibly dangerous. We have been failed by modern modernity. Like, it's so true. It's very dangerous. She's so So popular. She's so So comfortable. She's so comfortable. 